हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिटेड एंशियंट मेडिवियल एंड कॉलोनियल सिटीज केस स्टडीज एंड आवर सिटीज शाहजहानाबाद आर सिटी इन द 17th सेंचुरी न्यू दिल्ली द मॉडर्न कैपिटल ऑफ इंडिया हैज अ लॉन्ग हिस्ट्री it is believed to have been the capital of the mythical pandavas the presence of ashoka's inscriptions in delhi indicate that it was an important center in the 3rd century bc it was the capital of many turk kings from the 13th century The long history of Delhi as an urban center does not have something to do with its location in the watershed between the Gangetic and Indus river systems. However, it is pre its predominance and decline seems to coincide with the fate of dynasties that ruled from here. Here we shall discuss the structure of the city of Shahjahanabad the last pre-modern city of Delhi Now let us move to the point Shahjahanabad architectural journey As the name suggests Shahjahanabad modern old Delhi was founded by the famous Mughal king Shahjahan Hitherto the Mughals had ruled from Agra Shah Jahan shifted the capital from Agra to Delhi in 1639 The new city was named after the emperor He built a city surrounded by a fortification He also built his palace Red Fort and the famous Jama Masjid members of the royal family and his nobles built various palaces gardens and mosques in the fortified enclosure the fate of shahjahanabad was inextricably bound with the state system created by the mughals the imperial household located in the majestic red fort was the central institution of the city the palace fortress was a huge enclave the wall surrounding this fortress was made of red sandstone 60 to 75 feet in height it covered an octagon nearly 2 miles around it enclosed an area of about 125 acres this place fortress was studded with beautiful mansions fountains and gardens surrounded by a moat it had four large gateways redford was not simply the king's private mansion where he lived with his family it was virtually the microcosm of the empire 
the emperor's hall of general audience and hall of special audience were the centers where all decisions concerning the empire was taken it was here that the decisions about war and peace were made ranks of officials were decided and generals and officials were dispatched to different parts of the empire the palace fortress also contained a large bazaar a number of offices for clerks who kept accounts of the taxation and expenses of the empire then there were stable of horses elephants camels and cows other rooms held workshops where weapons carpets fine cloth gold work and jewelry were manufactured there were store rooms for food and clothing and buildings for treasure then of course there were houses for soldiers clerks merchants physicians poets religious specialists and astrologers of the imperial household according to one estimate the red fort contains about 57000 persons this is larger than the population of many towns and cities in the pre modern and modern times for example the population of the city in harappa is believed to have been anywhere between the 25000 to 35000 the red fort was part of a larger city called shahjanabad a massive wall made up of stone 3.8 miles in length and circled shahjanabad it was 27 feet high it enclosed an area of about 1500 acres this city had masons of the mughal nobles each of these masons were a mini red fort in terms of its structure the household of the princes and nobles would be organized along the same principle so the mason would contain not only members of the family of the noble it would have its own set of soldiers clerks servants crafts person and small traders according to an estimate princes of shahjanabad maintained a household of about 12500 people while the nobles had a household of 3100 persons on an average these people often lived inside the masons or around them in mud thatched houses now let us move to the next point market in the city There were two important bazaars in the city Chandni Chowk stretched from the Lahori gate to Red Fort to the famous Fatehpur Mosque a canal followed 
through its center, watering a row of trees that provided shade and the place to rest. The other bazaar known as the Fez Bazaar stretched from the Akbarabadi gate to, of the Red Fort to the city gate of the same name. In these markets one could get anything ranging from the delicious kebab to expensive diamonds. Each prince or noble maintained a separate market staffed by client merchants. Merchants and bankers staying in the Chandni Chok areas were not dependent on emperors and nobles for their survival. This will be clear from the fact that the Mughal Empire represented an incredible centralization of the economic resources of the empire. According to an estimate, in the year 1650, four princes and 69 great nobles received about 38% of the revenues of the empire. As a result, more than 40% of the revenue of the empire were concentrated in Shah Jahanabad alone. It is the nobles and their retailers who effectively created a demand for items to be purchased in the markets. Now let us move to the next point, suburbs of Shah Jahanabad. There were mainly suburbs of Shah Jahanabad. There were a large number of tombs, gardens and bazaars where lot of economic and social activities were carried out. Many of the older settlements of Delhi continued to coexist with Shah Jahanabad. Before the city of Shah Jahanabad was founded, it was an important pilgrim center for Muslims. It had tombs of saints like Nizamuddin Olia, Nasiruddin Chirag Dili, and Bhaktiar Kaki. To these centers came innumerable pilgrims. Now let us move to the next point, some suggestions. The description of Shah Jahanabad shows that all aspects of the urban life bore the stamp of the imperial households. The emperor treated the empire as an extension of his household. This was an empire that sociologists call patrimonial bureaucratic state system. The crucial role of political power in the creation of cities is also proved by the fact that Shah Jahan's shift of capital from Agra to Delhi in 1648 caused an immediate decline in the fortunes of the city of Agra. Surrounding communities pillaged Agra despite the protection of the Mughal forces. The decline was so marked that the English and the Dutch closed their factories in Agra. 
we are suggesting that the medieval cities had a large network of trading communities the centers of pilgrimage to flourished in their own right the case of shahjanabad has been presented to show the overarching presence of political power in the life of a city it was power structures which seems to have determined the ebb and flow in the fortune of cities we shall follow our review with a description of the city of kolkata in the time of british rule in our next session now let us wind up the session and take rest thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self learning podcast